Hello and peace, everyone. This is Anthony Marinese, host of Eternal Insight. We'll start the show here in a second, but I wanted to take a moment to tell each of you about a new innovation with our broadcast partner, Anchor FM. You can now financially support our show by offering either a dollar, five, or ten dollars a month. These contributions greatly assist us in our efforts to continue transmitting the timelessness of eternal truth. And what's more, at EI, we're big believers in giving back. So many of your contributions will be reinvested with our other charitable partners and beneficiaries. It's all about paying it forward and passing the good along. Please consider enrolling in monthly support of our good works. We'd be so sincerely grateful if you did. Simply visit our radio show page at anchor.fm forward slash eternal insight and click on the support our show button. It's very simple and very quick. From all of us at EI, thank you for listening and for your support. Enough of this for now. Let's start the show, shall we? The best things follow us into eternity. Eternal insight on the Fiat Ministry Network starts now. Here's Anthony Marinese. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Eternal Insight. This is episode number two in season number two. I am so glad all of you are here with us, listening, watching, whatever you may be doing across the, uh, as, my, as my brother likes to say, the interwebs or the internet or the radio or whatever means you are joining us today. God bless you and welcome to another episode. Thank you to all of you who've tuned in via live stream on our partner network, the Fiat Ministry Network, as well as to all of you who are listening via the Anchor FM worldwide, worldwide radio broadcast platform or via podcast or one form or another. I'm Anthony Marinese. I am a lecturer and research scholar in the Department of Religion and Interdisciplinary Studies at the University of Memphis. I write every now and then. I'm the author of the book, Cross of a Different Kind, Cancer and Christian Spirituality, the field guide for all persons impacted by cancer, whether you've lost a loved one, whether you're currently battling cancer, or if you have someone who perhaps maybe even yourself is a survivor. This book is available for all of you, and it's available on Amazon in hardcover, paperback, and even ebook. And here's the best part. None of the proceeds go to me. Yes, indeed. You're not helping support any one particular man or one particular person. You are, in fact, supporting, through your purchase of this book, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, the worldwide leader in pediatric cancer research treatment and facilities throughout the world. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is the shining and radiant light here in the city of Memphis where our studios for Eternal Insight are located. If you want to buy this book, simply head over to Amazon.com, tap in my last name, Marinese, M-A-R-A-N-I-S-E, and it'll be the first one that pops right up because thanks be to God, it is our bestseller. And of course, I'm so glad that it's our bestseller because none of the proceeds, in fact, go to me. And yeah, I'm thankful for that because St. Jude is the place that saved my life some 21 years ago from leukemia this past April, 21 years ago. A cancer survivor myself, I and St. Jude, thank you for your support. 
I want to thank you again for listening. Um, please engage with us, and you can do that uh, through email if you want to. Our email address is rather long, and I'm going to give it just for the sake of giving it. That's Eternal Insight PM, P as in Paul, M as in Mary, two of our great saints, one being the queen of saints in the church, Eternal Insight PM at secretary.net. Or what may be easier for you, if you want to tune in live, engage live with us throughout this show, please do so. We highly encourage you to do so. And you can do that by texting 901-497-9155. Yes, indeed. Text 901-497-9155. If you have a question for me, for our guest tonight, who is and freaking tastic, by the way. Um, so just be sure to send that text message along. Tell us who you are. So if you write your question or your comment, anything you want, and you text it to that number, um, you know, standard message and data rate supply, we can't really do anything about that. It's with your cell carrier. But, um, you know, if you want to text those along, questions, comments, so concerns, your, your question own internal comments, insights, anything like that, go ahead and do that. 901-497-9155. And we'll be sure and try and feature those on air. All right. Um, I also want to remind you, if you would, um, social media is such a big thing in, in today's world. You know, it's such a, such a beautiful thing. It's a great means of evangelization. If you watched last week's episode, you already know that. Um, follow us using our twiddle, twiddle, twiddle. I keep talking like a four-year-old twiddle. Twitter. Follow our Twitter handle at insight underscore eternal. So it's backwards on Twitter. We're eternal insight, but on Twitter it's backwards at insight underscore eternal. Follow us there. Or you can follow our broadcast partner, the Fiat Ministry Network, using their handle, handle at Fiat Ministry Net. Feel free to suggest topics, ask questions about our show or our guests, or as I've said, offer your own eternal insights, and we hope you will do that. Just a quick reminder for you of our mission, and ultimately, greetings, hello, hello indeed, um, a reminder of our mission, and ultimately, uh, our show, Eternal Insight, what it's all about. It's about transmitting timeless truth. That's what it's about, transmitting timeless truth. At EI, we believe that whatever is authentically good, authentically true, and authentically beautiful points us towards the awareness and experience of the truth who is a person. Karl Barth, the famous theologian, said that truth is a person. Indeed, he is the way, the truth, and the life. He endures, and so all that is authentically good, true, and beautiful endures throughout this life into eternity with him in the next. At EI, we're ever working to affect a focal and a cultural change away from whatever is temporary and towards what endures, most importantly, through whom it endures. At the beginning of each episode, we like to begin with a quote to sort of set the tone for the show and what we'll be discussing with our guests. And today's quote, in fact, today is so special an episode that we have two quotes today. Yes, I didn't stutter. Two quotes today. The first one, coming to us from Augustine of Hippo. That's St. Augustine of Hippo, one of the great doctors of the church. He says from his book, Confessions, late 
have I loved you, O ever beauty, ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you, and behold, you were within me, and I was out of myself, and it was there that I searched for you all along. So again, I want to just, I want to repeat that one. Late have I loved you, O beauty ever ancient and ever new. Late have I loved you. And behold, you were within me, and I out of myself. And it was there from out of myself that I searched for you. So Augustine, who by all intents and purposes was um, far from being a theist uh, before his conversion, definitely a hedonist for sure, uh, was given over to drunkenness, to debauchery, to a number of other what we might call sinful habits, uh, although we're all human. Um, he was given over to those things, and before his conversion, uh, didn't have the, the closest or the greatest relationship with God, and of course, come to realize what St. John, the evangelist, in his first letter wrote, God is love. He said, you know, oh, late have I loved you, oh, beauty ever ancient ever new, late have I loved you. And he said, you were within me, but I searched from outside myself for you. So he was looking for love, literally, in all the wrong places. He was looking for God in all of the wrong places, searching outside of himself, looking everywhere but within himself. And of course, love himself, God, that beauty ever ancient, ever new was within, within him all along. That's our first quote. Our second one is another brilliant one. This one coming from the fantastic mentor and spiritual theologian, the late Father Henri Nouwen, who said, those you love become a part of you. Very simply, Father Henri Nouwen wrote that in his amazing book, uh, the Inner Voice of Love. I had to take a glance back at my shelf here just to make sure that I had the title. I've read so many of his works lately. The Inner Voice of Love. And he said, those you love become a part of you. And those are our quotes of the show, both beautiful, both excellent. And like I said, we have a phenomenal guest for you today. Our guest today is from Bellevue, Nebraska. Yes, indeed, in America's heartland. She is currently studying at Creighton University in Omaha and is a major of elementary education as well as a minor in theology and military science. Does she ever have any free time? At Creighton, she serves as the vice president for Creighton Students for Life and is the personal relations chair for the Catholic Students Organization. She's a part of the Creighton ROTC program while simultaneously serving in the Nebraska Army National Guard. Again, <laughs> how does this woman have time to, to, to live or breathe or anything else? She is the illustrator. This is what I'm really excited about, everybody. She's the illustrator of the book, Cross of a Different Kind. Does that title sound at all familiar to you? Oh, wait, that's why, that's right. Oh yes, indeed, I wrote that book, but she illustrated it. And aside from the fact that people say never judge a book by its cover, we all do it. So this book wouldn't be selling if it wasn't for her talent. So not only all these other things, she's the illustrator of the book, Cross of a Different Kind, and enjoys doing art and various crafts fairs as a hobby. She loves spending time with children and teaching them about the Catholic faith. 
She helps out with her parish's youth ministry and religious education programs. Her most recent endeavor is accepting her first coaching job in Omaha for girls soccer. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it is my esteemed privilege, and I do mean that wholeheartedly, to welcome not only tonight's guest, but someone that has been a incredibly positive influence on my life, and I pray to God that continues, Miss Mariana Walther from Bellevue, Nebraska. Mariana, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very well. Thank God that you're here to join us. I'm so excited about our show, and I'm just really, really thankful that you took the time out of your very obviously uh, incredibly busy schedule to be with us. Good God, long biographies, but you know, that's good news because you're doing so many good things to, to serve the kingdom of God and, and, and all of his children. So I want to thank you for everything that you're doing and again, for being a part of our show today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So today what we're going to do, you know, is we're going to talk a little bit, as you already know, I've discussed with you already, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the idea of beauty, uh, not beauty in the sense of, you know, let's open a Cosmo or let's open a, you know, a, a GQ or, you know, one of those things that you'll find often, you know, begging for people's attention at the checkout counter or anything like that at, at, the, at the grocery store or anything or at the gas station or whatever. But we're going to talk about beauty as it actually is. And then we're also going to segue at some point over into um, revelations of direct beauty that you've experienced on a little pilgrimage that you've gone through. And so, um, you know, I, I, occasionally to those of us that are, uh, excuse me, Lord, to those that are listening, um, you will hear me interchangeably kind of just by habit rather than lack of professionalism, refer to her as uh, Missy uh, or Mariana, depending on just where I am in the show. Um, she goes by Missy sometimes. Uh, Mariana is her real name, obviously, or given name, but, uh, but goes, by, goes by Missy. Um, so if you hear me call her that, we're talking about the same person. We didn't add another guest without telling you or anything like that. And so, um, you know, what we're going to do is we're just going to jump right into this. And also, just as kind of a caveat for those that are listening tonight, um, uh, here shortly, I'm going to kill my video stream uh, just for the sake of improving our, our quality since Missy's joining, or since Mariana, either one, Missy Mariana, is joining us from um, out there in America's heartland and whatnot. We're going to, you know, kind of, kind of kill my, my um, video for a second and join it back toward the end of the show. And we're just going to kind of keep going on with just our, our vocals for a little bit. Um, but we're still here. We're still accepting your texts and we're still looking forward to hearing from you. So without further ado, I'm going to end my video feed, but I'm going to continue with my audio feed. All righty. So um, just making a little quick check. Can everybody still hear me, Missy and, and our producer? Yes. Okay, excellent. Fan-freaking-tastic. Wonderful. Okay, let's uh, jump right in then. So I kind of, you know, um, Missy, I was, real, I was real thrilled to hear that you wanted to talk about this topic because it's, um, it's no joke. It's one of my favorites. <clears throat> I've had the sincerely beautiful privilege of knowing you for, for some time now, and, and hopefully that'll continue in, in positive ways. Um, in that time, you know, I've long observed how important it is for you to, yes, live in this world, but not to conform to the ideals of it. 
of course, part of our call as Catholic Christians is to reject the illusions of truth that this world often shows us and to instead cling to the truth who is a person, something that we, that we say over and over again in our eternal insight mission statement. It's actually why we founded it, to be honest. What are, or what would you say some common examples of illusions of the truth are that you've noticed that the world likes to try and pass off as genuine? So I think like so much in the world um, is overcome by these illusions of truth. There's so many things, but one of the biggest ones that sticks out to me, especially somebody who serves in the army is how the world views suffering. Hmm. Um, so when, when we suffer in the world, sometimes we can automatically want the pain of whatever we're suffering with to be just taken away or we look for the easiest path to get rid of whatever suffering we're going through. And we kind of search for that path of least resistance. And I mean, don't get me wrong, no one wants suffering. No one wants to ask for suffering. It's pity. And uh, especially watching someone else that you love suffer, it's, it's got to be even harder than enjoying your own suffering. Um, but I think what at times people don't realize is the great grace that comes from suffering. And in the hardest times in our lives, we have this great opportunity to go close to Jesus and bear in his suffering that he endured on the cross. Many people probably wouldn't describe suffering as beautiful simply because we've been given this false definition of beauty our entire lives. Miss, um, Missy, Missy, I'm, Missy, I'm terribly sorry to interrupt you, dear. Um, we, we seem to have experienced a, a bit of an audio drop there. Um, your microphone may have been covered up a little bit. So if you wouldn't mind backtracking about 10 or 12 seconds in your response and, and kind of starting back from there, if that's possible, we, we want to hear what you had to say. Sure. Sorry. I'm no. kind of. <laughs> no, no, no worries at all. These things happen. Go, just go ahead from wherever, <laughs> wherever you think 10 or 12 seconds back was. Uh, I think I was kind of talking about, um, the grace that we can get from suffering. Does that sound right? That sounds, yes, absolutely. Okay. So, um, I think people can sometimes forget like the grace that can come from suffering. So I think in like the hardest times, um, in our lives, we have this great opportunity to be really close to Jesus and experience and share in his suffering on the cross that he endured. Um, but many people wouldn't describe suffering as beautiful because of the false definition we've been given of beauty, basically our entire lives, that beauty is what's on the outside and being beautiful is the most important thing um, on the outside. But beauty, it's really not how you look. It's, it's how you love. Um, and Jesus Christ is love, and he endured the greatest suffering imaginable because of how much he loves us. So really, his crucifixion is truly the most beautiful moment in the world. And that's one of the biggest reasons that I find some of the most beauty in suffering. Miss, that's, that's, uh, that's well, <laughs> you told me, you, literally one thing you told me not to do was, was say miss because it's unprofessional. So my bad. So <laughs> Mariana or Missy, that it's a beautiful like illustration of, of one of the sort of um, illusions of truth that the world tries to pass off as genuine. 
this idea of, of suffering being a beautiful thing because it in a way unites us with, with Christ on the cross. Are there any other examples you think that might be illusions of truth that the world offers us? Um, well, I think just um, that, that, you know, you have to look a certain way to be thought of as beautiful Mm-hmm. but that's it's it's just simply not the truth um beauty is has nothing to do with the way that you look on the outside it's it's all about um how you show joy um through through your being i i think if you think about it some of the most when you think of some of the most beautiful people in the world i tend to think of like mother teresa or um some like great saints because of not because of the way they look, but because of the way they, they act and they love and they share the joy and they, you can see Jesus through them. Absolutely. I I could not agree more. In fact, you know, I was, was doing a little bit of personal preparation for, for this show today. And, um, you know, I was sitting down and I was, it was actually at, at my church and, what I did was uh, I took a picture of just the pew that was next to me in, in, in the church that I was sitting at, St. Louis in Memphis, and uh, I, uh, I sent out a Snapchat, <laughs> believe it or not, and, and my Snapchat said, it will be superficiality, which is refusal or ignorance to see beyond surface appearance of persons that will be the fall of the world, um, because today we, we live in, in a world that is so unbelievably image conscious we're literally only looking for who is sexy or who is voluptuous or who is beautiful or who is um uh, in some way aesthetically or physically pleasing but fortunately not everyone is that way and so you know blessed be those who can actually see the deeper truths of of reality something that you're so very obviously in tune with Mariana. So, um, I mean, this is, this is a beautiful topic and I'm, and I thank you for, for raising it for us as a suggestion. Um, if you would maybe talk with us a little bit more about what has interested you so much in this topic regarding authentic beauty, not as the world sees it, but w- as it really is, what, what is sort of the reason why you've become interested in this topic? So I actually became interested in this topic because of um, this summer I was invited to be part of this group of women from the Omaha area, and we got together and did kind of a summer faith-based book club. And the book we decided to read was called The Other Side of Beauty by Leah Darrow. Um, So we would meet on Sunday nights at a local coffee shop, and we would just take one chapter of this book at a time. It was a relatively short book, short chapters, um, nothing too daunting. You know, we all had our our lives outside so it wasn't like homework or anything um but the book was really awesome I really enjoyed it Leah Darrow does an awesome job at tackling the false definition of beauty in our world and how it really affected her life she was um she was a model and so she kind of talked about how the uh the false definition of beauty like kind of overtook her life and how she uh got out of that and um I have to say the best part of this experience was being able to take what Leah had written um, about beauty and then 
being able to go onto deeper levels of it with, with these women um, that I was doing this book study with. And um, we got so much closer just from being able to discuss this book together and take it to areas where, uh, you know, you never really think of on your own or things you can miss um, when you're reading a book. You don't really uh, go as deep as you could when somebody else brings up something. Um, and I really felt like I created some virtuous friendships from this. So, I mean, I highly recommend doing like a book study or a, or a Bible study with, if you can, um, it's, it really brings about like really great fruits. I think that's a brilliant idea. And if any of you listening want to do a book study with, with Mariana's and my book, that's totally fine. I'm kidding. All right. But I'm just <laughs> definitely <laughs> recommend that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no. Okay. So, so remind our listeners, if you would, um, please, Missy, the, the, the title of the book again, and then the name of the author. I mean, I, I've got it, but I want to make sure that our listeners heard it. By Leah Darrow. All right, we're getting a little bit more mic interference with you. So one more time, if you can. The other side of beauty by Leah Darrow. That's going to be the other side of beauty by Miss Leah Darrow, uh, which does sound like an incredible read. Um, Miss, there's a there's a great Catholic spiritual theologian. Uh, his name is Father Ron Rollheiser. It's actually the president of the school that I hope to get my PhD from. Um, those of you that are listening, if you wouldn't mind saying a little prayer for me, I've applied to the school and I should know some final answers by <laughs> March of 2019. I have to sweat bullets until then. Nevertheless, he wrote and released an amazing new book this year called Wrestling with God. And in it, he writes, Christian theology tells us that God is one true good and beautiful, and perfection in all of these four. These are called the four transcendental qualities, and even Pope Francis himself has said, all that is truly good, true, and beautiful brings us to God. Mariana, as humans, we're often misled. It's very easy to mislead us. How can we discern whether or not something that we believe to be truly good, true, or beautiful is actually all of those things and thus from God. You get what I'm saying? So in other words, like how can we be sure that when we think something is good and true and beautiful, that it's actually coming from God and not just what we want to believe it is? Right. So like you kind of uh, were talking about that this topic is so big and can be written into whole books. Um, so I think like if discerning, um, anything is something you're struggling with like definitely check out like a book on it but for me um I've you know I think everybody struggles with uh discerning different things whether it's what school to go to what um, major to pick or, or just anything in life um but it's so important to go through the discernment process um because you know the devil is always out there and he's wanting to attack you in these weird and unexpected ways, things that you wouldn't even think of. Um, like you said, like sometimes things can seem good and beautiful and fruitful, but the devil can be deceitful and make something seem that way, but it really isn't. So um, one, the biggest step I think um, that I always take is just kind of asking myself, like, is this thing 
really truly bringing me closer to God or is it taking me further away? Mm -hmm. And, um, and you might not always get the answer to that right away, but like you just have to pray about it and, and really uh, take it to prayer because prayers, prayers, the way that God's going to talk to you and really uh, give you uh, answers that you're looking for. And sometimes he's going to put like the obvious answers right in front of your face. And it's going to be so obvious that you don't even realize it. Um, but just be on the lookout for, for how God wants to talk to you and uh, keep praying. So, so of course, being, being the, the theologian, as, as you've probably much to your chagrin learned about me, I like to beat the dead horse out of certain situations. And so I'm going to, I'm going to press a little bit on this and just ask, you know, obviously we can think that something may be good for us or, you know, kind of to piggyback off of what you said in the beginning, that something maybe isn't good for us, especially when we're suffering. Maybe it's causing us a great deal of emotional pain. Maybe it's causing us a great deal of physical pain. And we may be tempted to say, oh, no, you know what? Let's give up on this. Let's back away from this. Surely this is not bringing me closer to God. How do we know whether or not we're being tricked either from God or the devil? Like, how do we, how do we go about discerning whether or not, I mean, obviously, I know you've answered that question on your own, but maybe like from, from a personal example, uh, I loved when you said, I think it's really going to resonate with a lot of people, that idea of if it's something even as simple as, as choosing a major, you know, some of us may be very, very easily tempted to say, this one's too hard, screw it, I'm going on, I'm picking something else, because I just can't do this. But in reality, perhaps we're meant for something that is very difficult, a difficult road to follow, our own way of the cross, if you will. So what's, what's a way that we can just sort of make sure, even, you know, even in our own uh, testing of the spirits, you know, our own idea of, of, of getting whether or not we're on the right or wrong track, um, that, we're, that we're not being misled? Do you think you have an example from personal experience that you could share? Um. Well, I know uh, you, I'm sure you remember this, but when I was uh, struggling with uh, my college major, I was a nursing major to start out with, and then I switched over to elementary education, and it was kind of um, uh, like I really wasn't sure whether or where I was supposed to be, but um, again with prayer, and then I think when I was making this decision, um, I really just became, um, it, it made sense, and I felt a peace with it, and that's, I think, something when you're discerning, like, um, wherever you end up, you should feel um, a peace with, with your decision um, that, that comes from God, you know, like, kind of a reassurance from, from God, like, a peace, like, when I switched, I was so stressed out with, um, with nursing, I didn't feel like it was where I wanted to be, but I was, I thought maybe, you know, maybe I'm supposed to stick this out and be good in the end, which, you know, obviously when you're in college and you're trying to um, get your degree, it, no matter what you're studying, it's going to be stressful and feel like you need to push through it. But um, this was a little bit different for me. So um, eventually I did make the decision um, by just kind of figuring out, you know, where, 
my talents and gifts that God has given me is lied. Um, and then just feeling that peace with my decision. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if that was a good answer or not or no, helpful I, at all. I, no, no, no. I think, I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic actually. I mean, it, again, I mean, sometimes illustrations from personal lives of, of individuals who have actually lived the things that we're talking about, those serve as the best means of conveying theoretical topics to, to others. And I, I mean, I think that's a, that's just a, just a fine example. Um, Missy, thank you very much for that one. Um, you know, obviously I, I know we're, we're going to try our best to, to keep on schedule. Um, and we know that you're obviously very busy uh, with, with that incredible bio that you have. So We've only got a, a couple more questions with you um, here. One of the most beautiful things, um, at least to me in, in our faith, is, is contemplating the renewal and the restoration of all things. That is this idea that Christ the King finally rights all wrongs. He makes all things new. He builds back up whatever has been torn down. And this is actually what we believe. Again, whether, whether we are Catholic or Methodist or Presbyterian or Baptist or Evangelical, this is what we believe. This is, this is, as Christians, what we believe. We believe that Christ the King has the final say. He rights all the wrongs. He makes all things new. He builds back up everything that's been torn down. He, indeed, love himself, restores whatever has been lost. This is what he will do for us when, when all of our earthly work is done. But there's a great Christian artist, and I, I know you and I both like him a great deal. His name's Matt Marr, and in one of his songs, uh, I believe his song is called Abide With Me, he says, for now I walk this broken world. How is it, Mariana, that we can live in this world, broken as it is, and yet still be faithful to beauty in the true sense of the word? Um, I think the simple answer is uh, to show love, give love, accept love, and just be, be joyful. Um, you want to radiate with the love of God. God is love. Like, radiate that. Show people Jesus through your actions of love and your words as well. Um, a, a great example, like I mentioned earlier, um, to get a visual, is Mother Teresa. It doesn't matter what faith background you're from. Everyone knows who St. Mother Teresa is. Um, she, she saw Jesus in everyone, and she loved them as she would love him. She truly just glowed with this beauty, this real, genuine beauty, and, and everyone saw that. Um, and you can be like this, too. It doesn't mean you need to become a religious sister or devote your life to the poor, but if we could all just love the way that Mother Teresa loved, loved the poor and loved everyone in the world, I think the world would, without a doubt, be more authentically beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, that, what, what a brilliant idea. And, you, and you, what, what I love is that you hinged on the, the source and summit of Christian theology. The, 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 that which is at the heart of Christian theology was... Even if you, if you didn't know, Missy, it was at the heart of your answer there. I, I, it's the, the old Baltimore Catechism um, asks the question, what is the purpose of life? 
And, and Father Mike Schmitz, I think you're familiar with him. He's actually done a video on this. What is the purpose of life? And he says, you know, the purpose of life is to know God, to love God, to love others in God, to receive love and to return love in hopes of uniting your love to him in this life as well as in the next. And it's just, it's such an easy and such a simple summation. It's, it's, it's reflective of the Trinity, this idea of the Trinity's overflowing fountain of love. We are meant to love, to be loved, and to love in return. That's what, that we're, we're, that's what we're meant to do. And, and, and what a brilliant summation that you've given us. Now, a lot of what we've talked about, Missy, to this point, this idea of, of beauty, not as the world sees it, um, but as it actually is that that comes from our, our being made, imago Dei, that is in the image and likeness of God, is something that you had a very personal upfront brush with, especially this past Easter, Easter of 2017, I believe it was. No, I'm sorry, Easter of 2018. I forget that we're in the summer right now. Um, back around Easter, you had the incredible opportunity to make a pilgrimage to Medjugorje. Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar with Medjugorje, I'm going to let Missy explain a little bit more about what's, what's so special about Medjugorje and also tell us how and why this place is so personally important in your own life. So Medjugorje is a, a parish in Bosnia-Herzegovina. Um, so in this place is where Our Lady appeared to five children back in 1981. Since uh, the first apparition where uh, Mother Mary appeared to the five visionaries, they've received um, many more apparitions. Some still receive daily apparitions. Um, this is still an ongoing thing that's happening right now. Uh, so it's, it's now a place where many pilgrims come. They started coming on the second and third day, the pilgrims came to visit um, the place where these apparitions are happening and still currently happening, like how amazing. Um, so here there's, there've been many powerful healings, conversions, vocations, as you can imagine, this is a place where, where our mother is coming. Um, so you can imagine those things are, are gonna happen. Um, it actually just recently um, has been approved by the Vatican um, I believe as an official pilgrimage site, and um, well, it's it's, it's so on it's, it's very nearly on its way. Uh, Pope Francis has sent an envoy uh, to investigate the envoy of theologians, your favorite people in the world, to <laughs> investigate. <laughs> yeah, the devil's advocates. Yeah, to investigate um, the happenings at Medjugorje to to approve it for an authentic Marian pilgrimage site. It's, it's, but fear not, it's not gonna have any, any trouble at all. I mean, um, a, a great spiritual director of mine, um, you know, has, has said, well, you know what, that's, that's sort of the next question. Go, go ahead, miss, I'm sorry, go on. That's <laughs> okay. Um, so it's important to me because my mom, she went there um, when the uh, apparitions first started happening. Um, because she, she was kind of doubtful and she wanted to see for herself, like, is this really true? And um, it ended up changing her life in many ways, um, especially, so each of the visionaries specifically prays for like certain things along with 
all their other prayers. Um, but the one visionary, Mariana Soldo, my mom named me after her because she prays for those who have not come to know the love of God yet. And that was a very um, important prayer to my mom to pray for people who have not come to know to know God yet. She um, she had been praying for certain people in her life that um, were in this place, and so she um, wanted to name me after Mariana. And um, when I went to Medjugorje, I got to meet Mariana, and she does an an excellent job of explaining everything about Magicori and she's so humble and loving to everyone no matter what walk of life you come from. Um, she actually has a book called My Heart Will Triumph and she explains everything in there. It's an awesome read if you're curious about Magicori. I'm currently reading it right now um, but yeah I strongly suggest that if you're curious. That's uh, yeah that's a that's an absolutely um, excellent, excellent book. In fact, um, I've had the chance to read it myself actually within the last four months. Um, thanks in part to your recommendation to um, have, have watched and scheduled a screening at my own parish of a, of a great film called Apparition Hill, which also does a great job of, of sort of highlighting documentary style for those of you that aren't huge readers. I would literally only read if, if that's an option that was available to me. But, um, you know, not everybody is uh, inclined to do that sort of thing. So some like to, to watch or listen. And so there's a great uh, documentary film called Apparition Hill. You could do a little Google magic with that and, and figure out what's going on there. Great. Um, but I, you know, I felt compelled to, to do a little bit uh, more digging. And so within the last four months, I've actually uh, purchased and read that book uh, by uh, Mariana Soldo. That is, again, My Heart Will Triumph. Excellent, excellent book. Um, what you heard uh, Mariana, our guest, uh, just talk about was that the church has indeed dispatched an envoy of theologians to investigate and to subsequently go on to approve uh, which they will. Um, as, speaking as a theologian myself, I have no, they, they, they will, they'll approve it. Um, especially from the good things that are coming there. Nevertheless, the church has not yet technically, officially, formally recognized the Marian apparitions there as truly authentic, though they will. However, a very wise Benedictine priest once told me this about Medjugorje, and he's a, um, a remarkably um, holy priest and very devoted to Our Lady, particularly uh, Our Lady of Lourdes, Our Lady of Fajima, Fatima, rather, and Our Lady of Medjugorje. And he said, he said, you know, Anthony, we're able to tell what is of God by the good fruits that he produces wherever he's doing good works. He said good things are coming from Medjugorje, whether it be healings, increases in holy faith, hope for the depressed, hope for the despaired, and even so many vocations, so many good and holy priests are, are coming from this place. So personally and professionally, I might add, I've always believed that the goings on there are valid, and, and I'd have to agree with him. So I guess sort of in closing, Missy, I, I just wonder if you, would, if you would share with us some of the beautiful experiences you've personally encountered on your own pilgrimage there at Medjugorje. So this whole trip, I mean, it was so overwhelming. Being in Medjugorje has this um, just great feeling 
building of peace in, I did not want to leave. I had, you know, you heard my bio. I have all these things going on at home and I would have dropped everything to just stay there and, you know, be with my mother in heaven. I mean, it was really just this feeling. It's indescribable, really. Um, but I did get the chance to uh, go on this pilgrimage with my mom. And that in itself was um, amazing for me because I got to get so much closer to my mom and um, we got to talk about, you know, how she, um, her journey of faith. And um, it was really, uh, I think, just something I needed in my life to um, open up with my mom. And then we got to meet Mariana together. So that's something I'd been dreaming about doing you know, my entire life, meeting the person I'm named after, and, and um, just seeing what kind of person she was, just really, that in itself, really just left no doubt about the apparitions for me, because, you know, she just, you know, you don't, you meet her, and you're like, there's no way she would ever lie about anything, so that was um, just kind of brought things, you know, okay, this is definitely true. And then um, I also met a girl, her name was Claire, and we uh, really had this great friendship and we had this experience. Um, Mariana, she was joking that we were both really skinny and gave us these bananas. <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Go on. <laughs> neither of us ate them right when she but gave them to us. Been. We both just brought them up to our room and just like left them there. And um, so we actually got the chance to um, experience, um, Maria is one of the other visionaries and she still has daily apparitions. And we got to go be with her during one of her daily apparitions, which was just like, I don't know how you describe that, but <laughs> it was amazing. And so Claire and I were there together and we had throughout this whole trip, we'd kind of been together. We'd never that before. She's from Canada. I live in Nebraska. So I mean, uh, two completely, we're a little bit different ages. And we had climbed um, Apparition Hill together. We'd climbed Cross Mountain together, uh, prayed the rosary together. And then we went to this apparition together. And um, we both had this like, same experience. Like, um, we both experienced kind of like, um, a like, a headache kind of in like, um, while the apparition was happening in like uh, the area around like the crown of your head. And um, one of us had brought it up afterwards and, and uh, I think it was me and then, or, and then she said, oh, I like had the same uh, thing. And on our way up there, we had both, um, one of the things in Magigoria is you can experience like an intense smell of roses. Mm -hmm. And um, we both experienced that while we were walking up to the apparition and then afterwards we were gonna watch the movie apparition hill because uh the people that had put our trip together were the uh directors of the movie so um we were helping getting set up for that and then we were both just randomly went up to our rooms and then we ran into each other um on the staircase both holding the banana that we had gotten you know one or two days before that we were just gonna eat so I think we kind of just like spiritually connected in a in an interesting way <laughs> but so that was that was very cool for me but another thing that I just wanted to point out like 
you can experience like all these like um uh one of the priests there called them like signs but like they're really just pointing you to like the eucharist and that was the main thing that i got from magigori was the importance and the truth of that like jesus is so truly present in the eucharist and and also how important our priests are like they're um Mariana described them as the bridge that gets us over to heaven um the priests because they bring us uh jesus through the eucharist and um she also talked about how um when she has that mariana when she has the apparitions with mary mary always says like um she's pointing pointing them to jesus like she wants them to go receive the eucharist um and and to and she always says like get the blessings from the priests because those are blessings from jesus she's like i can give you um i can give you a blessing but the greater blessing comes from the priest because it's literally a blessing from from God. Um, so just like our priests are so, so, so important. Um, and I think that's like the biggest thing that I got. Of course, you know, one of, one of the things that, you know, we, we know in the discernment of spirits, of course, you're, you're Jesuit educated, that is, um, you know, there at Creighton and Omaha, a fantastic Jesuit school, um, honestly, pretty, pretty darn great at basketball too, if I'm, if I may add. <laughs> Those of you that are uh, March Madness fans, I know our producer Kent, uh, as well as myself, are, are pretty big basketball fans. I, I had them going pretty far uh, last year. Never, nevertheless, um, you know, great Jesuit educated school, St. Ignatius of Loyola's the spiritual exercise is one of the things that he tells us, you know, in the discernment of spirits is not just, um, you know, something that you've already alluded to so well, Missy, this idea of this, this overwhelming um, sense of calm or of peace, but uh, anytime you know, you are trying to discern whether or not something comes from, from God. Uh, if it is always pointing away from itself and pointing to God himself, that's a pretty good idea that it's actually coming from God. And the fact that Mary, in every one of her apparitions, whether Medjugorje, Lourdes, Fatima, Guadalupe, the snows, any of her apparitions throughout the world, she's never talking chiefly or only about herself. She may say, yes, recite the rosary, but let's consider the fact that the rosary is nothing more than a prayer to God through her, and she's delivering these prayers directly to her son. So she's always pointing to her son. And even Jesus, we know in the, the New Testament, he always said, you know, whoever wishes to come to the Father comes through me. So it's not that they are asking to come to Jesus. They're asking to come to the Father through Jesus, who is one in the same at the same time. But, but Jesus was never saying, it's all about me. He's always pointing himself to the Father. And even, even your namesake, you know, the, the great visionary, the, the um, seer at Medjugorje herself, the Mariana, you, of course, being a Mariana, but she being the Mariana, your namesake always points to the blessing that comes from Christ acting in the priests. You know, part of our fundamental Catholic theology is this idea, Latin, in persona Christe. In persona Christe is acting in the person of Christ. So when the priests are exercising their ministerial faculties, it is no longer, you know, Father so-and-so. It is, in fact, Christ in the body or in the vessel 
of that person. Our bodies are merely vessels. So in, indeed, she is pointing to God himself rather than to herself, even in the imposition of blessings, saying that she can give you a blessing, but the greater blessings come from the priest. And so this is also how we know what's happening at Medjugorje is truly beautiful in the best sense of the word. I want to thank you, Mariana, Missy, however you choose to be identified today um, for joining our show. Um, I feel like there's already going to be a number of people who are going to be interested in the things that you've had to say and who may want to connect with you, um, especially some of the things you've alluded to, um, ideas of virtuous friendship, beauty, not as the world sees it, but as it actually is. Um, you know, even, even things as common as how did you fight your way through figuring out what major you wanted to pursue in college? You know, I mean, in, anything that you can possibly do to help other people, we want to make sure that they're able to connect to you, Missy. So how can interested persons follow or connect with you? Sure. So um, definitely if anybody wants to talk about anything, I love talking about Miss, if you can find the microphone a little bit. <laughs> um, there you go. That's much better. No worries. <laughs> okay. Um, so I was just saying I, I would love to talk to anybody if anybody needs to talk about any anything, faith stuff, anything else. Um, definitely. My email is um, it's Walther, which is my last name, Missy at Yahoo. Dot com and I think um, Anthony has it somewhere. Yes, yes. Uh, for those of you that are joining us through the live stream, it is visible. For those of you listening uh, through um, radio and podcast, again, as she said it, it's Walther, W-A-L-T-H-E-R, Missy, M-I-S-S-Y, at yahoo.com. Right, and then um, Twitter, it's just at Missy Walther, same spelling, simple. I think, like, all of my social media is the same thing, at Missy Walther. I have Instagram, uh, I think face Facebook, sure if you find me on there. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And so you know she's covered all of the, the all of the groundworks there being able being able to find her and and of course again, um, not that it matters all that much, but she does have my personal endorsement. She's helped me through more things than she will ever know. Missy, please, for the love of God, say hello to all of your wonderful human beings back there in Bellevue and Omaha, who, who I quite honestly still pray for and miss dearly. Say hi to, to Mr. Randy and Miss Andrea and Joey and Jeremy and, and uh, Tommy. And, and I mean, say hi to everybody for me, please. Sure thing. Thanks for, you know, still keeping in touch and, and having me on here. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And for all of you who are listening, um, please remember to follow us on Twitter. That is at insight underscore eternal, as well as our media broadcast partner, the Fiat Ministry Network at Fiat Ministry Net. Tune in next time when we'll have as our guest, Father Raymond Mwangala. He is a priest of the Missionary Oblates of Mary Immaculate, and he will be discussing with us uh, a topic that has become very dear to me lately, the topic of the idea known as the endurance of love from the wisdom of Father Henri Nouwen uh, and some of his wisdom and insights, this idea that love endures in God even when it seems like it's lost to us. So Father Raymond Wangala will be our next guest on the next Eternal Insight episode. And lastly, 
Maybe you tuned in today looking for even the smallest ray of hope. We hope you found at least a little bit of that here. Please be kind to one another and never turn away from those who love or value you or who are in any way attempting to reach out to you just to be kind. If you find yourself, as I have, as many of my friends have in the past, in crisis, not simply knowing where to turn, I encourage you to text the Confidential Crisis Helpline. Simply send the word hello to 741-741 at any time, 24-7, and you'll be able to confidentially chat with a trained counselor who can help you in whatever situation you're in. As Pope Benedict XVI has said and written numerous times, never doubt that you are wanted, you are loved, and you are necessary. On behalf of our producer, Kent Koholsky, and the Fiat Ministry Network, as well as Eternal Insight, I am your host, Anthony Marinese. We'll see you next time. Be blessed. Oh.